Happy 2020! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Yay! Little Rascals is what we're starting this episode. <laughs> Dude, for this year, my New Year's resolution is to be more like Christian Bale. Oh, good for you! So how was, how was it? How was it? How was it? Uno, do you have a crazy... Uh, I love this song, dude. The song is amazing, dude. You know what I'm surprised at? That Uno actually knows the lyrics to the song. Hit him. Hit him. Heck yeah, dude. Go for it. Get it. I'm going to get... I need... uh, (laughs) 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 Not yet, not yet. Wait, I'll tell you when. Here we go. Not yet, not yet. Wait, wait. You're not playing with the music. Wait. (laughs) It's not happening again, dude. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. All right, never mind. Uno, do you have a, a crazy uh, resolution, dude? Yeah, make it the year without being interrupted. Oops, that goes out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so much for that. It's done. It's out. It's over right with. Here again. My mom was right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. I dude, I have, a, I have a resolution for this year to apologize to absolutely no one. <laughs> 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 oh, freaking Conor McGregor is the best. Dude. That's the oh way to God. start 2020, dude. You apologize <laughs> to absolutely no one. <laughs> the way he That's... says it, dude, is freaking amazing. <laughs> I love it. You got one, dude? Dude, I don't have one, dude. I'm perfect. Dang. Dang, dude. I'm just kidding. Nah, the typical stuff, dude. I want to get good at drinking wine. Like, I want to be able to, like, swirl it and sniff it. Ah, yes, this is a Bordeaux. Mm. Dude, the, um, dude, I legit, no, no, seriously. From the nether regions of France. In all honesty, in all honesty dude, in all honesty, damn. Maybe my resolution is to be, to, <laughs> talk to, right. be to be literate. <laughs> to be literate. To actually speak English right. Um, <laughs> I actually wanted to try, okay, like everybody, right? You want to lose weight? So I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to make an effort to lose weight. January 2nd, I'm at Randy's Donuts. Before, uh, freaking box <laughs> oh, of donuts. Oh, exactly. And how was it? It was actually pretty good. Dude. <laughs> I got the gourmet one, the bacon one. Damn. Maple bacon donut. Uh, dude, dude, you know who has the best freaking donuts? Sidecar, dude. That's my favorite. Portland, dude. Oh, yeah. The city of Portland. Actually, dude. you're right. There is a place. Isn't there a place called like, uh, what is it? Voodoo Donuts or something like that? Okay, Voodoo Donuts is kind of like. Um, just like your standard wacky donuts, right? Like, oh, we got bacon on our donuts. Wow. But there's another place called Pips. They're really good donuts. Blue Star Donuts. Those are really good donuts. And then New Orleans Donuts in Portland, which for some reason, they're there, but they're good. <laughs> what the it's heck? Portland. Yeah. New Orleans Donuts in Portland. That's amazing. All right. So next time we're in Portland. We'll go to New Orleans. Yeah, hey, that's a New Year's resolution, dude. Let's all go to Portland to try New Orleans donuts. New Orleans donuts, dude. I'm down. Perfect. Yeah. Book your ticket now. Let's, let's do go. It. No, dude, we're road tripping. We're driving all the way over right. there. Hey, you know what? Let's just start this show proper. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Welcome everybody to the first episode of 2020 of the Beta Report. 2020. I was waiting for you to do. Guys, how long have we been wait, wait, doing wait, wait. this? Uh, how long have we been doing this for? I don't know, dude. But yeah, it's when been did we while. start? I think we started like in 2016? 2015? 2016? Something like that. 2017? One of those, right? I forgot which one, dude. I think it was maybe like tail end of 2015. I think so. Yeah, because like on our like fourth episode we had oh, the Bettys. No, dude. <laughs> what? According to our Twitter, we joined Twitter. The beta report joined Twitter in December 2014, dude. Oh, so it was like the end of 2014. It had to be. Then yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Dang, we've been around for over five years, dude. What up? Dude. That's right. We can go back right. and hear all sorts of stupid stuff we said. <laughs> Uh, dude, I can still back. It's my, even, none of us are like going into like politics, dude, because we're gonna have to scrub this mess. No, hard. Can, I, can I tell you my legit, uh, like, earliest memory that I love, dude? Like one of my favorite, 
all-time moments was when we had that Pepino farmer on before. Uh-huh. Uh, on the ah, show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when that fool didn't know what Rotten Tomatoes was. <laughs> and he's and we're like, oh, and Rotten Tomatoes is this. And he's like, what's Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> and Jay's like, you know what Rotten Tomatoes is? You just eat them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that alone just cracked me up. That's awesome. I don't know why. This made me laugh so hard, dude. I kept reminding it. You don't know what Rotten Tomatoes is? You just eat them? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you told him. And that just made me laugh. Uh, Anyways. That's retarded. Freaking Pepino. <laughs> Pepino Farmer. <clears throat> yeah, we've been doing this for a while, dude. I haven't ha- I've been having fun this whole time. That's right. Let's keep it going, baby. Let's go. When are we going to get famous, dude? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking longer than I thought. It's taking dude. a lot longer than I thought. I know, me too, dude. What the heck? I was thinking that, like, you know, by the, like, fourth episode, we were, like, on, like, Newsweek. Why would it be a Newsweek? Dude? <laughs> I don't no, know. more like Entertainment Weekly or something, you know? I don't know. Anyways. Dude, this podcast has grown up with Hazel. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, dude, that's insane. Was that she born or not born? insane. No, yeah. She was born in 2014, March 2014. Yeah, so she was a baby, baby. Dude. Baby. Started. That's oh crazy. That is crazy, dude. Well, oh, man. Let me do the proper intros here. Everybody, I am one of your co-hosts. I am Khan. I am Jeff. Khan! That is me. <laughs> you okay? We got Jay. What up, everybody? I'm and we got Uno. <laughs> hey, guys. I missed you all. Hugs yeah. and kisses for all my misses. Guys, we, yeah. got, we got some big stuff. You don't know where you've been missing. Come on. We got big stuff this year, guys. Big stuff. I'm really big excited. stuff coming, dude. Really excited. Dude, we're going to have to introduce... The beta network later too, dude. Dang. Yeah, that's right. We'll talk about it later. But you know what? We got oh, guys. I forgot to say. Um, uh, I saw Knives Out uh, yesterday. Oh, well, uh, this week. What did yeah, you think man, about it, it was, dude? Everybody was talking it about was, it. It was great. It was great, dude. I thought it was it was fantastic. Um, lots of twists and turns. Great performances. Do you guys know who directed that? It's Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Dude. Oh, never mind. It was a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> It was the worst thing I've ever watched. Shut up, fool. I want to burn my eyes out. Yeah, but you had a good time watching it, huh? You really liked it, and you're like, what, it's Ryan no, Johnson? Dude. I have to hate this movie now. <laughs> I disliked everything that I loved when I watched this movie. <laughs> Were you conflicted after Stupid you watched it? Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Stupid Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, if he does something more like, like, does that fill you with uh, hope on his uh, trilogy of Star Wars movies? What if they're all no, like, like mystery movies like this? No, but seriously, but seriously, it was it was a good movie. Lots of twists and turns. You know, it's one of those whodunit movies. Wow. But he, he, you actually he think the Last Jedi is a good movie now? What? what? That's it. You heard it here, guys. He's turned around his opinion on the Last Jedi. Great. I Turn love it. around. <laughs> That's right. Oh no. What? No. We know? Okay, but anyway, <laughs> um, no, but I think uh, okay, seriously, good movie. Um, I think uh, the Last Jedi maybe showed he didn't kind of respect the Star Wars lore. But if he has the freedom of creating new characters or whatever, I think he he has a good solid shot of pulling off something. Pulling off. <laughs> <laughs> the hammer pulled you off. What? <laughs> now pulling off something pretty solid nice. anyway speaking of dude i think taika watiti is right now he's my favorite director indeed. and most favorite creative mind working right now dude indeed I gotta say it, dude he like revived thor uh he um did excellent on that last episode of the mandalorian which we'll talk about later and jojo rabbit guys jojo rabbit is amazing it's so good it's so good, <sighs> dude. You know what's crazy is it. that like his it was the, great. the what he's capable of doing with like these ancillary characters, like just kind of these almost like throwaway characters, but he like fills them with like, and it's like a, you think of like IG Eleven, it's like you can't really do too much. He's a freaking robot, but he like did enough to like made you like care for him, dude. Like even to the point where he like you know even the Mandalorian to a certain degree was like he was like. I'm not sad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sad. sad. I'm not but sad. it's like, yeah, we're all feeling the same way, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. We're like, we're all sad. Nah, he's amazing. Dude, as, uh, dude I'm telling you right now, you got to watch Jojo Rabbit. Him playing Hitler was just hilarious, dude. So good. 
and and a special shout out to Yorkie, dude. Yes, you know, little, little the little Nick friend. Frost. Oh, the little Nick Frost, dude. Yes, dude. Oh my God, he was amazing. <laughs> he stole the show every time he's on screen. He stole the show. You know what's so crazy about that movie is that how endearing it is. Like Yorkie and I can't even remember the main kid's name right now. But Yorkie and Jojo. The, uh, oh, Jojo, what a idiot. <laughs> I'm assuming the movie's titled. Welcome to 2020, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jojo and Yorkie. Oh my God. Jojo and Yorkie, dude. They have like a genuine friendship, bro. It's like, it's like when you see Louis, dude, and you go up and hug him. Mm-hmm. It's the same feeling, dude. Wow. I see the friendship you guys have. How long deep. you guys are friends? Same thing like that, dude. I see these two guys, these Impossible. little kids. They see each other. Impossible. Like, now I'm telling you right now, dude. Impossible. I'm telling you right now, dude. Anyways, guys, Impossible. we got an amazing show for you guys today, guys. We're going to... Do we, though? Yes, I mean, we do, man. Let's okay. go. But before we do that, Jay, let's <laughs> jump into some social media stuff. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us in 2020. I just want to remind you guys that we are on all major social media sites. You guys already know where to find us, at The Beta Report. Again, that's at The Beta Report. And for those of you who are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Y'all know what to do. It's 2020, but yet those five-star reviews are still the same. We need them. We want them. Just give it to us. Five-star reviews is all we want. I, I, I don't even care about anything else, dude. Freaking Iran's over here shooting missiles and stuff and all that stuff. You know what? You know what will solve all that stuff? Five-star reviews on the beta report. Give us Look, that mess. You just heard, we started in at the end of 2014. And at the end of 2014, we said, you know what? You know what? In 2020, we're going to blow up. That's right. So help us make our dreams come true. Let this, this, let this thing blow up. Man. Yeah, this is five years later. Five years help later. us make this happen. Yes. Let's go. Take it too long. Let's do this. <laughs> let's go. So you heard them, 2020. Check out our website, too, thebetareport.com. That's right. All right. Don't forget about that. And also, we have a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Look us up on YouTube. We'll be putting uh, some stuff in about two weeks also because we're doing uh, (coughs) another live show, people. That's right. Mm -hmm. We'll give you more info about that later. So uh, hang tight. So, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, dude. That's all about that. Check it out for sure. So, guys, this year we are going to be introducing a lot of different new stuff, new segments. One of the new segments we want to talk about, um, sort of a modified version, special version of the Golden Nugget. That's right, guys. So, the Golden Nugget, uh, courtesy of Uno, why don't you uh, explain Golden Nugget? Well, listeners, audience, friends, and family, maybe not family, not in my case, screw y'all, but uh, (laughs) what we want to do is, uh, what we want to do is we want to provide more value. So, uh, you know, sometimes when you're laying in bed trying to find something to watch, am I peeking? No, you're good. Okay. You know, you're laying in bed trying to find something to watch. We want to help you. We want to help you identify what you should be watching. So we're going to dig through Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, YouTube, and find those golden nuggets for you to watch late at night by yourself because no one loves you, but we do. <laughs> that's we're exactly you. right. Yeah, so that's it. So golden actually, Nugget is those shows that you might have overlooked, but we co-sign. Oh, I like that. Mm-mm. I like that. We're going to have to put that tag name next to... Uh... Any promotional material? <laughs> yeah, there's none. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. So actually, what we wanted to do is something a little bit different for this golden nugget. I mean, that's pretty much the idea going forward. But since we just passed a whole decade right now, dude, we have a decade's worth of movies that we wanted to talk about and sort of kind of give us, you know, what we thought so about exciting. these movies. Exciting. I know, man. So, uh, in fact, we in our pre-production meeting, I'm like, what? We can only pick one. Because I got so many, dude. I saw your list, dude. It's ridiculous. So come on. But I'm not going to say, <laughs> talking about all of those. But I'm going to start off Uno. It's his Uno segment. He came up with this. So let's go ahead and start with Uno. Uno, tell me, what are right, your golden nuggets? So it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a movie, right? We've talked about before. 
but I really think it was it was it wasn't getting enough love. And that movie is Baby Driver. Man, I think Baby Driver is such a great movie. Um, I respect the editing for that movie so much just because of the way that they make the music and the movie work together. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, you need to check out Baby Driver. Co-sign, sign, seal, deliver. Great movie, great performances, great actors, and you even get John Barenthal and they're grunting like, eh, yeah, uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's such a such a punk uh, movie too. <laughs> uh, John Hamm, you get John Hamm, you get Jamie Foxx, and you get Flea in that movie. Really good. You get you forgot Aisa Morales. What's her name? Something like that, right? John Hamm's girlfriend in that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You got uh, she was in Hobbs and Shaw too. Um, Kevin Spacey, although he's probably not gonna be doing much work. <laughs> That's uh, true. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yes, 2017. This movie came out in 2017, dude. And uh, you're right. Who knows? Right? It didn't get as much play, and it's actually a really good movie. And the editing on it, I think I remember uh, reading an article where um, the director, uh, director and writer Edgar Wright, actually said that he purposefully used some things in the movie that happened along with the beat. And you totally see it when he's doing that first song in that first bank robbery and stuff. Everything's like kind of timed with the beat and the rhythm of the songs that are currently playing in his headphones, which I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, dude, yeah, check it out, man. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. It's called Baby Driver. And we, we all co-sign it, right? We're all fans of the movie? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, so just to kind of further uh, entice you, Listener, friend, not family. Uh, we all love this movie. One of the best out of the last 10 years of movies to pick from. So check it out. Baby Driver. So, you know, in, uh, no, I just want to add an interesting little tidbit. There's a new podcast out there that's called uh, um, Bank, Robber, Bank Robber's Diaries, I think. Um, and uh, the uh, bank robber is like a local California guy. Uh, his name is Joe Loya, and he actually consulted on that movie um, to like teach them like the proper way of like like robbing banks. But if you guys haven't had a chance, definitely check it out. Um, it's uh, the Bank Robbers Diaries, I think it's what it's called. Um, it's crazy. a pretty crazy listen. Yeah, it's a trip too for like people who are local here in California. Just hearing all of the like you know they're dropping Cerritos and Long Beach and El Monte and Pico Rivera and all that stuff. Like just cities that we're very familiar with that we all know. No, um, wait, wait. So this fool robbed the all these real, banks? Real L.A. cities. Like, real L.A. cities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he robbed all these banks here, like, locally. Freaking like, Cudahy. in Orange County. Yeah, probably didn't go to Cudahy, dude. It was like, he'd get jacked. Is that too rough for him? <laughs> he'd end up getting jacked, dude. Um, he'd go to, to Cudahy and be like, dang, I have $34.64. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But um, yeah, so it's it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting uh, listen if you guys get a chance. But yeah, it was just uh, uh, um, coincidentally he talked about being a consultant on this movie too. Oh, it's a trip. So lends to its credibility, I guess, that they actually consulted an actual bank robber, and he makes a he makes an appearance uh, cameo in the movie towards the end. He's one of the security guards that gets shot in that movie. Really? In the movie? Yep. Oh, crazy. Uh, all right, Uno. Anything else you want to share other than Baby Driver? Was that it? Uh, I, I well, do you want to revisit our our movie of the decade after the segment, or should I say it now? Just say it now, dude. Go for it, dude. It's absolutely, one hundred percent Endgame, dude. Come on, this was movie we were building up to for twelve years or something like that when Iron Man came out was two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, so uh, um, I think Endgame was. Uh, just, I, I mean, Endgame was so good. I'm just not excited at all this year because there's nothing attached to it. There's nothing related to it. I know. Um, I just think it was uh, masterfully done. Uh, and and I mean everything. Like, the way that all these movies work together, the build-up, the, the, the writing. Um, you know, I just saw it with Samantha, who's not, like, necessarily the biggest Marvel fan. But after watching it, she was like, oh, that was a good movie. Um, and I think for for a hardcore, like the culmination of Marvel movies to to appeal to kind of like non uh, comic book fans, I think it speaks to how good of a of a story it was. So 
Man, that was the movie of the decade, man. So I took a, a, a sort of a different approach with, with some of the choices that I made. And, and before I, you know, I'll give Jay the, the opportunity to tell me his picks. But um, one, of, one of the movies on my list is definitely Endgame. I think the the fact that it took, um, well, not that it took 10 years, but to actually think that they had the restraint to wait 10 years to to show Endgame, you know, to put that on screen and all the work that it put into it and all these movies that came out before to prepare, to lay the groundwork for this movie. And then you get to see the movie. They, they, I mean, the hype was legit. It was real. And there was a, it was, I don't know if we'll ever get a payoff like Endgame ever. You know what I mean? Like it's just it, the the movie. It's a great movie, but the fact that they put this all together, all this groundwork, it's pretty amazing of how they were able to uh, be patient and prepare all of this stuff that you were gonna eventually see in Endgame. All of these characters together on the same screen, dude. I I still I can still go back a thousand times and just watch, not get bored or tired of watching that last. Um, part of the third act when you hear on your left and, you yeah, hear, and Falcon comes out and then everybody else comes out and the whole Avengers Assemble line it's just amazing dude I still get chills dude I still get chills seeing Captain America pick up Thor's hammer yeah dude seriously that scene that, alone dude is yeah. worth waiting 10 years it was pretty amazing so yeah definitely end game and can, can I like in addition something else I want to say is like I've, I've talked about and we've kind of mentioned how like there's we feel like there's a lack of creativity in Hollywood like everyone's kind of um, banking on 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 nostalgia but that movie was just that movie was so incredibly creative to sit down and think like let's make a movie in 12 years and let's make these 28 movies in between or 20, 22 movies in between that leading up to this and we're going to build on it and you know I just think that's massively creative Pretty awesome, for sure, dude. And not like hot take, dude. And honestly, feel like, um, yeah, because they're both kind of existing concurrently. But I feel like, uh, what Marvel was able to do with their saga totally like overshadows what Star Wars was able to do with theirs. Like, like with like, if you were to put the Infinity War saga like toe to toe with the with the Skywalker saga, honestly, like what Marvel was able to achieve with just so many storylines, so many different characters, so many like different movies alone, and then culminating it all in like one major event, like like Star Wars wishes they could have accomplished that with Rise of Skywalker. I don't even think they got close to what Marvel was able to do with Endgame. Like I love Star Wars, okay? Of it's, course, of course. I'm it. not taking anything away from it, but from, just from. But I have. To, but I'm agreeing with you. Like I love yeah, it, dude, dude. But I don't think Rise of Skywalker got anywhere close to the to how big Endgame was and the um, just what it brought to you on screen after all this work. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're right. I think it's too bad, right? They could have. They had an opportunity to maybe bring something as big as Endgame, but. Um, yeah, I don't. Just didn't. I liked Rise of Skywalker. Cause I think I loved it actually. Because I think what's crazy is that like, um, the like Endgame was able to appeal to everyone, dude. Like casual viewer, like hardcore fan, hardcore comic book fan. Like everybody, the majority, of the consensus is that it was fantastic. That it was great. That it was just amazing. Um and um. You know, you just kind of wish that, like, Star Wars would have been able to do the same, but... For sure. Hey, dude, do you have a, a movie or or movie? <laughs> I, won't uh, the, I won't do the TV shows. I want to do that after, but maybe a uh, movie for the last decade that you really like. So am I doing the Golden Nugget? Yes. So the Golden Nugget is the one that's that's a little underrated, right? Sure. So... <laughs> I think so. Sure. <laughs> I forgot what we said, but yes. So one of the movies, and just, and just give me your picks of the last ten years. Well, it's kind of well. Okay, if we're going for like my favorite movie of the of the entire decade, it has to be Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, student. And I think honestly, in my opinion, that's probably one of the. And I know we just talked about Endgame, but it's probably one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. And it's definitely my favorite Spider Man movie of all time as well. And that like just what it was. That too, 
like it's able to be enjoyed by everyone and despite the fact that it's a that it's animated that it's a cartoon like it has an ability to like appeal to like adults kids everyone dude like i've i haven't met the person that whenever we start watching the movie they don't want to finish it or they they you know are not engaged in the movie like no matter at what point you're watching the movie you're just automatically sucked in and it's just from the music from the animation style the voice actors the story itself like everything was just so perfect dude um and that one was definitely one of my favorite movies mainly because because hazel loved it too and she was able to experience a comic book movie um like for herself like without really me being like oh you know like this is cool this is whatever she kind of came to that realization herself and that was pretty awesome to like experience with her so definitely spider-man is the spider-verse was like and, one of my favorite and movies of the that year. the main character was a minority yeah exactly you yeah take that away not just a minority but was from uh uh black and uh hispanic descent mm-hmm. pretty dope yeah 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 I for sure that was pretty cool so definitely for sure dude that's it and so Oh, and so, like, my golden nugget, too, is one of the movies, as, as you guys, everyone, at this point, five years later, this first show in 2020, uh, you guys all know that we love heist movies. Like, heist movies is, like, one of my favorite, like, genres. Um, but one of the, uh, there is a movie that came out that I feel like was amazing and that should have been bigger than it actually was, but not a lot of people really got into it, was Widows. And I don't know if you guys, like, saw that. Um, if you guys were able to see that, that one starred uh, Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Cynthia Erivo, Colin Farrell. Like, had like an amazing cast, dude. Freaking Paperboy was in this. Uh, Brian Kaluuya is in this bad boy. So it's like it has an amazing cast. Um, and this and Liam Neeson's in this in this freaking movie too. Um, like it's it was such a great movie, dude. But like for whatever reason, it just people like i honestly was like hoping like oh yeah dude this would be dope if it would become like a freaking franchise of like movies but um for whatever reason like people didn't really gravitate towards it but it's but it's an amazing movie though so if you guys get a chance to watch it widows is fantastic i gotta go back i think it's on uh, is it streaming right now on something uh i mean because i think it is somewhere i just i remember um seeing it um so i took a different approach when you find it just let us know I was, we were talking about this when I was putting this thing together and I was, like, did I have a scrap paper of just list of, so, of, of, of songs, of uh, movies and I went from from 20 to 10 and then down to 5 and then you guys changed it up on me putting on, what's the, um, a movie that was um, maybe a little underrated and uh, what's the movie of the decade, I guess, right? Yep. <clears throat> I'm gonna give you that, but I'm also gonna give you my list of the last best movies of the of, of uh, the last decade. But as a, a movie that's a little underrated, um, and I I really really like a lot is um, Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise and Ooh, Emily Blunt. Yeah, Hunt. that's a good one, dude. Dude, I, I don't think it got as much. Um, I mean, it, it was great, and I think people. I think part of it was because there was an issue with the actual. Uh, yeah, like it kept changing names. The title, I think. What was like, it like Live Die Repeat or something like that? Yeah, Live like Die that? Repeat and then yeah, Edge of, Edge of Tomorrow. Was Edge of Tomorrow. One? Edge, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow is the official um title. But it was different. I think it was Live Die Repeat was it mm-hmm. bad and they couldn't dis- then it was Live Die Repeat semicolon Edge of Tomorrow and then they got rid of the Live Die Repeat and then it was like what the heck are you doing guys? Yeah. Just leave it at Edge of Tomorrow. But the movie is actually really really Awesome, man! It's really great. It it solidified the fact that Emily Blunt is an action star. Yeah, for sure. That she totally can do action, dude. And that movie was—it's like your action version of Groundhog Day. Yeah. Because like he's going back and forth, and he's still there's still that, um, although not an entire love interest, but he, he, there's even a point where, where he's done that date so many times that he knows already all about this this Emily Blunt's character mm-hmm. too. So, um. I, I love that movie. And they got exoskeletons too, dude. Dude, exoskeletons. Dude. Any movie with exoskeletons, dude, is a freaking like mech suits. Amazing, dude. It's pretty awesome. Yes. So I love that movie. There's supposed to be a, uh, a sequel to that movie. I don't know when we're gonna get it, but hopefully that movie will get get it at some point. That movie came out in 2014. Great choice. So, um, and as for movie of the decade, I mean, Endgame was was on my list. 
But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Inception, um, Christopher Nolan's movie, which was so different. Like you know, that's the, my when I was thinking about my list, I was thinking about movies that like kind of changed cinema for that decade. Ooh. You know, like did had some type of impact. So of course I had Endgame because of the the work that they put into it. Um, on that list, I had. Um, uh, I had La La Land just simply because of the music and the way the music and storytelling really meshed together in a in a in a different way than a regular musical. It was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it was it was a little bit different in in my view, and I thought it was uh, pretty good. And the fact that the director was like what thirty, yeah, uh, super young dude, and the way it was just pretty awesome, you know. So I was thinking about that, and I thought about um, it's like his follow up to Whiplash too. And- Whiplash yeah. was like an amazing movie, and then right. it just ended up got all these accolades and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought La La Land was in a in a way, um, the way it it did uh, merging music and the storytelling differently than a musical. Mm-hmm. But it was like it was totally different. I don't know how to explain it, but it was in a very different way than your typical musical. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it. I think almost the music itself was like an emotional component of the movie itself. So that's what. I, that's how I felt with that movie, and I thought that's why it was different. Um, and uh, I had Mad Max Fury Road on that movie too. That that movie visually yeah, um, great one. was great and amazing, dude. But uh, ultimately, oh, and I, okay, my last move on that list, dude, was Toy Story 3. Uh, Jeff, you make it so hard to get a word in, but Inception is a great sorry. pick, dude. What? Great pick. I know, I'm Inception. sorry. Great I'm, pick, look, dude, dude. I'm telling you, when I was. Like, one thing I want to say about Inception <laughs> is that um, that story was so, like, new and so, like, um, creative. Man, I'm just, like, on a creative kick today. There, there just wasn't anything even similar to it, which I found really like exciting because you're sitting there and you can't really tell what's going to happen because it's a new story. It's not something I've heard before. Mm-hmm. You know how they say like, oh, every every movie like uh, every movie falls into like seven categories or whatever. But I couldn't really. Yeah, it's a heist movie, but it was a very like I don't know, super super creative way of of telling that. Story. Like a very high concept heist movie. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was, it was. Take so, your mind off weed. I can't help it, dude. <laughs> it was so different to uh, tell this type of uh, heist, I guess, in this movie, and and they use these creative ways to, like, it was a, it's a dream within a dream within a dream. Like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably get confused and everything, but but it makes sense though. You don't get lost watching this movie. You could understand the fact that there's this other dream state, but you're moving along this. I don't know. It's weird mm-hmm. to try to explain to someone, but it was, I think, uh, this, it's, it, it was where Christopher Nolan, um, I, I think aside from, because Nolan directed Memento, right? Before, uh, and then he did some other movie, I can't remember, with I think it's Robin Williams too, like the, some um, kind of a thriller movie. Mm. But, you know, obviously he got, oh, Insomnia? Insomnia, right? And then he's got the, Batman movies, but he he was able to show that you know he can be creative aside from these other movies. Yeah. Um. And and the way he did it was just amazing. It just I mean, that storytelling was great. It was pretty awesome. And uh, of course, we're getting a new Christopher Nolan movie this year. Which when you look at the trailer, you're like, oh shoot, this is the spiritual successor to um, uh, Inception. Mm-hmm. So and and even years after the movie, people will still debate or talk about that last moment was yeah. it a dream or not did stop that, did that stop s- did you just say spiritual successor yes <coughs> to inception what the heck jeff okay what <laughs> spiritual successor all right dude what let's get into it Nothing, dude. dude i see that someone gave you a dictionary for christmas let's get in, oh damn he's getting into his royal bag dude remember his resolution was to be Spiritual literate this year successor dude somebody pour me a cup of english tea and bring me some <laughs> crimps thank you thank you sir thank proceed you. spiritual successor i got a i got a dictionary and a thesaurus for christmas <laughs> so there you go but no yeah i think uh uh, Inception is, is is a really good movie, so it's it's worth uh, revisiting again. That movie came out in 2010. That's crazy. So we dude. started the decade pretty good with that movie, dude. 
I, and before I was really interrupted, I had to mention Toy Story 3 because it was the only movie that almost made me cry. The last movie, the part where yeah, they go Everyone. Into- you, wait, you weren't rudely interrupted. I interrupted because I admired what you just pulled out of your mind. <laughs> I know, I'm just That's kidding. all. Just want to clarify. I'm just kidding. But uh, I do get carried away sometimes when I'm talking about these. <laughs> pretty pumped up. But before we move on, dude, I did want to... I Look, I think it's worth kind of at least putting it out there, right? What do we think were our favorite TV shows of this last decade? Dude, did we I went back and looking at some of this list, dude, and man, there was so much TV. I mean, every year there's so much TV, right? right. There's at least 50, 60 new shows coming out every fall. Mm-hmm. But um, at the last decade, man, there's some stuff that came out that it's worth at least throwing it out there and saying that this is the these are the best shows that we got for the last decade. So I'll, I'll start it off real quick, dude. We can't go past without mentioning Stranger Things, right? Of course, dude. Stranger Things brought, brought it's a back, phenomenon, dude. Brought back the '80s, and I like to mention it too yeah. because we predicted it here before it even came out. So yeah, I'm just gonna say that. That's right, dude. Beta give, effect. The beta effect. Give myself dude. some credit, but uh, and it's going on strong still, man. We're still, you know. Waiting for the next season, and and hopefully we'll get that soon. But Stranger Things for sure is pretty dope and stuff. So I don't know. Is there uh, something you want to mention real quick for the show that you really enjoyed the last decade? Uh, for me, dude, Black Mirror was probably one of my favorite shows of the Black entire Mirror. decade, All right. dude. All right. And it's not like I kind of uh I kind of came late to that party a little bit. Um, but it was uh, but it's just it's just amazing, dude. I love the the anthology. Um, aspect of it too, where it's just a bunch of different uh, stories kind of strewn together, all put together because of their the similar theme of technology. And um, I don't know, it's just it, it's an amazing show, dude. And if you guys get a chance, this new season too is is pretty great. But um, I don't really like it as much as the previous seasons. Uh, but it was still pretty good. Plus, the Bandersnatch was pretty crazy too. I don't know that's a movie, but it's all kind of like within the Black Mirror series. I'm probably gonna. That's probably gonna be my late to the party when I was late to the party segment. Bandersnatch because I haven't done, seen it yet. You haven't seen it? No, no, yet. Dude, it's pretty interesting. Dude, it's I don't know. I haven't put it into time, but I, I will. I'll, I'll uh, put it on my list for this year. That's yeah, pretty awesome. <clears throat> uh, Uno. Um. Okay. So. Uh. You know what? I this wasn't something that we talked about in my pre-production, but I feel now that I need to say it. But I think House of Cards was definitely one of the best shows and most revolutionary shows of the decade and i think it was like the first show that really kick off streaming platform originals like yeah was it the netflix saw original the first netflix (laughs) (laughs) stream of consciousness i'm I'm in a spiritual success right now (laughs) um no i remember when it first came out honestly i was like this is stupid what's netflix trying to do this isn't why i watch netflix dude i watch netflix so i could watch teenage mutant ninja turtles six times (laughs) um boy was i wrong though like this whole original um yeah like streaming platform original like has been incredible like you know we just mentioned stranger things I, i feel like we need to mention house of cards Marvelous and Maisel has been great. The Jack Ryan show has been great. Um, and that's just, like, really quick off the top of the dome. But, uh, you know, that was the first show that I, like, was, like, excited about. Was, like, I think even maybe even invented binging, right? Um, before that, we had to wait for shows to come out. But um, with House of Cards, you got it all at once. And you sat down and you watched Frank, you know, with the Southern draw. Just talk to you, break the fourth wall, and talk to you directly about what's going on, and then smirk at you when he predicted what was going to happen. So it was just a great, great show. I want to say, uh, you know, granted it had a tra- terrible ending and tragic uh, off-screen drama, but again, House of Cards, hats off. That's a really good pick. I, I um, that's a really good point too. You know that the fact that House of Cards being probably the first, and I think it was the first mm-hmm. real Netflix original that changed the game, man. This is where they 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 said, "Oh well, okay, now it's Netflix is for real." You know, not just reruns of The Office and Friends, right? It's actual real content, and uh, 
then then all of a sudden all these other streaming platforms started coming up with their <coughs> own originals. So yeah, that's that, that's definitely a, a a good good pick right there for sure. Dude, that'll be my lazy of the part. I've never seen House of Cards before. Really? It's dude. The first couple seasons. It's the last season got messy because of the, the like the off um, screen drama that mm-hmm. happened between some of you know Kevin Spacey. Right. Thing. But uh, you know the first season, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. Although I had to tell you, I think it's the third season. It's that one made me feel like uncomfortable too. Why? <laughs> it's just yeah. It's just because they're they're. Um, and they are mentioning Kevin Spacey and his wife, um, Robin Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this weird, like, relationship. It's like an agreement, almost like a partnership, not really a, a marriage. Mm. And it gets even weirder and creepier. I think it's like season three. What the heck? <laughs> but the storytelling itself and everything, and it, it's pretty intense, and it's it's pretty great. Crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, that's that's great. And then I think we there, we can't. I mean, we we got at least mention Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. I mean, Game of Thrones. I think Game of Thrones. Aside do from we all these know? Shows, I mean, do we look? Look, I it ended I'm with just a. Kidding, I'm just kidding. It ended, you know, controversially because of everybody did not like this last season. Well, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people didn't like the last season. There were some issues, but I'm talking about the show as a whole and how much it impacted. Pop culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was one of the shows where everybody was talking about it, and and the impact it had on TV itself. Then, dude, Game of Thrones like reigned over the Golden Globes or Emmys or whichever one of those shows that would win all the yeah. awards, dude. So, um, I, I think it's worth mentioning the fact of the impact it had on TV and uh, how you know sci-fi or, or uh, fantasy could be could be good, mm-hmm. and how people could actually pay attention to actually win awards. So I, I think it's worth at least mentioning it. Yeah. Well, for sure. Oh no. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you can't, you cannot deny how much of a cultural phenomenon that um, I'll say Stranger Things that um, Game of Thrones was, dude. I mean, it like you said, it definitely like it dominated, dude, for like years and years and years, and like everybody was always waiting to see what was going to happen next, or you know, what, I can't, I can't think of another show that had that type of impact, like mm-hmm. of that. Was must watch, and people were talking about Game of Thrones. I mean, The Walking Dead kind of started off that way, and then it just kind of waned. The Walking, I think the yeah, I do. I had it right there. I wrote it down too. I think Walking Dead is another one where it did had a really huge impact at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately, I didn't want to like actually say it was great because it 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 it, it degraded so badly in the last couple. Actually, last season was actually pretty good, but this other, you know, season where, where yeah. it just they lost so many viewers and stuff, where it just it just bounced off, you know. But mm-hmm. it definitely had an impact. But um, yeah, and I think it was great that the decade ended awesome with the Mandalorian, though, too, right? <coughs> yeah, dude. And I think it, the Mandalorian uh, on Disney Plus actually showed that you can have a show that doesn't have to have the main characters in it. You know, there's no Skywalkers, no Solos, uh, not even Boba Fett's. Right. <laughs> or yeah. Fett's. And it could still be... Boba Fett. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett. Where? Boba Fett. <laughs> and uh, it could still be good. And it shows that it could actually give um, life into a franchise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, that's pretty awesome, dude, that it could do that. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want Baby Yoda? Dude, I mean that that in and of itself, dude, was like the highlight of the decade, dude. Like, I think with them revealing Baby Yoda, it just it was just kind of like a rush of, and we're still kind of experiencing experiencing it now. But you know, the the year just kind of ended on like this huge Baby Yoda bro, high, dude. Bro, bro, somebody on Twitter wrote, somebody on Twitter wrote, who do I have to bone to have a Baby Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> That cracked me up. Oh, shoot. Like, That's oh amazing. God. That was pretty funny, dude. <laughs> so, anyways, those are our, our picks for the last 10 years. Now, let's move on real quick. Let's do a 2020 preview. What movies are we excited for 2020, dude? And it's weird. Uno mentioned it. It's weird that this year, 
we don't have like a huge Marvel movie to look forward to or a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Like I think Star Wars, it's, it's they've already said it's going to be sort of on hiatus with any movies coming to the theater. They're putting all their attention to TV, to Disney+. Plus, But no big Marvel or Disney movie. We do have Marvel movies coming out, but I don't think it has any of the um, weight that these other movies had. So, yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, Uno, why don't you tell us, dude, what is your most anticipated movie of 2020? Well, let me preface this by saying, like, um, I'm excited to see what happens. It's not necessarily excited about one particular thing. Um, I was thinking about how I was like, oh, I'm not excited. And then I was like, you're kind of, con- you know, you keep whining about. This is a conversation in my head. I kind of like, uh, like put myself in my place. It was really epic. I wish you would have <laughs> all been seen, been there to seen it. I was like, no one's creative anymore. Everybody just does blah, 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 blah. Then my other me was like, dude, shut up. And I was like, why? <laughs> and then I was like, dude, you, this is the opportunity for Hollywood to be creative. Like you're always asking for. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Huh? Good point. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> so anyway, I'm really. <laughs> I love this whole that conversation. This whole conversation you had with yourself, dude. dude. Yes. I'm really excited to see what happens because, like I said, um, you know, this is an opportunity for Hollywood to be creative. And on that note, um, uh, I'm excited to see what Christopher Nolan does with Tenant. Um, I think John David Washington is like John David. Yeah, John David. That's it. Mm-hmm. John David Washington's like been, uh, you know, the, the, he's been in a couple of roles, and I like him in all his roles. Black Klansman. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, Black Klansman. He was also in Ballers, um, and something else. But uh, so yeah, I dig that. And then I'm curious to see what happens with Wonder Woman '84. Like I'm, I'm, uh, you know, like uh, it was the last. Uh, Wonder Woman has been like the only great uh, DC movie. So I want to see how they follow that up. Hopefully they don't shut the bed. And that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Jay. Um, Dude, there's actually a couple movies that uh, I'm looking forward to. Mulan, I know, is one that I'm definitely looking forward to. That's right. Just like seeing a live action version of that movie and, and just based on what... Uh, we've seen so far, like in trailers and stuff, it looks pretty epic, dude. It looks pretty amazing. That's when I see that trailer, the word epic comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just watching it with with the music and the 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 sort of like the uh, historical significance of that story, I think is is uh, pretty dope, dude. And the fact that Jason Scott Lee. I don't know if you guys remember the the Bruce guy who Lee, played dude. Bruce Lee, like that's awesome, dude. Like he's in this movie, he's uh, the main, um, like the main villain in the movie. So oh, he's the main that, villain. Yeah, dude. Oh, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, just seeing that, I think it's gonna be pretty dope. Um, I'm surprised that Uno didn't say this one, but Top Gun, I think is. Uh, oh yes. Okay, he's gonna a, be here's, pretty awesome. Here's a hot take: Is the original movie Top Gun overrated though? Uh, I kind of feel like. When I try, when I think about the movie, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good, but I mean, is it that good? I gotta watch. Be honest with you, I gotta rewatch it again. Yeah, but it doesn't. I remember it. I remember the. Why is it that I remember the the volleyball scene, dude? <laughs> kind of concerned about that, but <laughs> no. But uh, no, I I remember I remember that. I remember uh, the Danger Zone song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so, but I don't, I, I mean, I don't remember being a great movie. I just got to go back mm-hmm. and watch it again, though. But Well, I got I to gotta rebuttal for that. Go for it. I think that um, sometimes great movies get copied, and the, through the copying process, it kind of stales that movie when you go back and watch it. You get what I'm saying? Like it just seems like oh well that wasn't like like that wasn't that original that was kind of lame, but I think it's partly because we're going back and watching it and it's like oh this feels predictable this feels but it's because it sets so many standards it sets so many like like it, it has a body uh, it has a buddy cop vibe to it right um, it has like this whole like th- this this kind of Tony Stark esque character of like the you know the Maverick right like the Maverick the, the guy who doesn't follow rules. Like the cool guy, the edgy guy, like, um, the like that character. Like I before him, there's not too many. Maybe, maybe uh, that 
Western movie with the guy who tips his hat. I forgot. But anyway, like, you know, <laughs> that character kind of... <laughs> yeah, what's, what's that movie I'm thinking about, dude? With, uh, Steve McQueen? What they did with Denzel Washington and... Oh, The Magnificent Seven? Yeah, it was Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with the exception of Magnificent Seven and, like, everything, and Robert Redford, right? But I think, like, you know, <laughs> he, he was the first kind of, like, archetype of that character of, like, I don't follow the rules, I'm so cool. Well, what about freaking Han Solo? Like, yeah, this is kind of cheesy and corny. I guess. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then also, like, actions change. Like, dude, like, no no scene in Top Gun even measures up to, like, the opening sequence for The Last Jedi. Look, I gave props to The Last Jedi. What? The opening sequence of The Last Jedi where he takes out the Dreadnought, right? Like, that scene's epic. Um, and nothing from Top Gun compares to that. So, like, we as an audience have just changed. And we're getting more sophisticated. So when we go back and watch that, we're like, cool. Jet went up in the air. Cool. Yeah. Was it? So when, it's not so much that the movies change. It's that, it's that we've, we've changed. changed. Oh, <laughs> it's deep, dude. It's so deep. So I I have um so I agree with most of your picks. Uh Mulan, yes. I I am uh excited to see that. Um Wonder Woman uh, 1984. Is it Wonder Woman 84? Or Wonder Woman? I said 1984. 1984, right? Wonder Woman 1984. Wait, can uh, I say one more? Oh, go for it. The Jungle Cruise. Dude. I want to watch that movie. Like, it's my favorite ride at Disneyland, dude. And it the is. fact that they made a freaking movie about the it. Back of Water. Yes, dude. Yeah. I, I love that they put that in there, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the Back of Water. And then again, it's like Emily Blunt is just like a treasure. She's delightful. The freaking rock is is uh, The Rock. It's charming. It's charming, dude. Is Kevin Hart in this movie? He probably is, dude. I'm not gonna lie, he's probably like some type of cameo in this freaking it's probably movie. Probably somewhere in the movie, dude. But um, yeah, that sure. one also just looks just looks fun. All right, so um, Mulan, like I said, but there's two movies that I'm I'm really uh, looking forward to. Um, no time to die. Yes. It's um. What's his name? Uh, oh, what's his name? The actor? Uh, Rami Malek? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig thank Craig. you. Daniel Craig's uh, final take as Bond, dude. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping here that this will be like huge, you know, that like he's going to go out great in this movie. And, and trailer itself looks awesome, dude. Rami Malek is the villain in this, dude. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Blofeld is still in the movies. And so uh, Hans, what's his name? Hans Christensen? No. No, it's uh, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. What is this? Hans Christensen. What the heck is that? That's something no, else. I don't know. Hans Gruber. <laughs> you say Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. <laughs> no, uh, Christoph Waltz is still in this movie. So, uh, uh, dude, for sure, dude, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And I yeah. think it'll be great. And the other one, dude, I think that because this guy is going to have a resurgence this year, that's what I'm I'm, I'm going to put dude, the main effect on this. I was going to say. You, dude. Coming to America too. Yes. Um, I, dude, I think Eddie Murphy. Did you see him on SNL, dude? Mm-mm. Dude, he was back to like Eddie Murphy being Eddie Murphy. Really? Like he was hilarious in that dude. He was great. Nice. And um, and I think coming to America, I, I'm I'm putting my hopes on this dude. I'm, I'm doing this for for Sully. <laughs> this movie is something I'm looking forward to, and I'm hoping it's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope it doesn't flop. I hope it's funny. <laughs> and uh, have you seen Dolomite well, on that, Netflix? I haven't seen it, dude, but I've heard people say that it's pretty amazing. It's pretty good. Dude. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think Eddie Murphy's just going to come back. I think he's going to have a, a live special, right? Kind of like a... On sp- Netflix? Spiritual successor to Raw. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix or not, but I, he's doing another like live. Wow. He's going back to stand-up. Stand-up, dude. So, dude that's crazy. Yeah. So um, that that's those are those are my picks. It's, for this year that I'm, I'm actually surprised you didn't mention this one, but I feel I'm compelled to say which one Ghostbusters, dude. Oh, dang, that was that was on my list too. I, I really I think that, uh, dude, after watching that trailer, I am smitten, I am just enthralled with everyone involved in this freaking movie. Wow. Paul Rudd, wow. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, dude just and just that. adding Paul Rudd to this freaking movie too, like into the Ghostbusters universe is like, yes, dude, it's perfect. Of I course, le- I legit popped that movie in my Blu-ray player and watched 
Ghostbusters again. It's so great. That movie still holds up. It dude. was on TV the other day, dude. And yeah, I was just like watching it. My like, dude, Bill Murray is such a freaking treasure, dude. We must protect Bill him Murray? at all costs. Yeah, Bill Murray. <laughs> uh, and the fact that uh, Jason Reitman, the son of Ivan Reitman, is directing this movie, mm-hmm. I think was, I think is gonna be pretty. Pretty great, so yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a great one. Forgot to mention that, dude, for sure, dude. Uh, here's a question, real quick, before uh, we we move on to the final segment of the show, guys. Do you guys think Birds of Prey is gonna flop or is it gonna be good? Oh no, it's gonna be terrible. Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. It's gonna be. No. You, you think it's gonna suck? You think mm-hmm. it's gonna flop? You know? Yeah, 100% gonna flop. <laughs> that it is, dude. There's... 100%. That's where I'm leaning to. I don't think I think it's gonna flop too. Um, <clears throat> I think the oh man, I think maybe I should do a resolution this year not to bag on DC anymore. <laughs> but well, we just, just talked about Wonder Woman. We're just saying like we're, we're oh, yeah, like, true. it's highly anticipated. Do we want to watch that movie? That's true. I, I think the fact that they don't know what to do with these DC characters, uh, I think, kind of hurts the whole movie itself. Do I watch but, Joker again? And it's like just go that route, dude. Just like do all these like you have, DC has like a a plethora of freaking uh, complex dark characters that they can just do these like deep character studies on, and like just show all their their tragedies and 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 put them on screen. Like have freaking uh, what's this dude's name? Um, Tom Phillips. Uh, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Mm-hmm. Uh, have him just like direct. All these movies, dude. I'm sure you can find a bunch of villains that you can just like make these amazing movies on. Like that movie's so great, dude. Like, and I think they should, they should just go that route. I'm with you on that. With a lot of these characters, we'll and see. and just to kind of piggyback on that, like Jay, we we've actually talked about this. Like when you go back and you watch uh, Batman the Animated Series. There's so many um, villains there that have like these rich, like mm-hmm. deep characters, dude. Mm-hmm. And like I, I, we, and I don't know if we're doing mind meld right now. Mind meld, mind yeah, meld, mind meld, dude. But um, like Clayface, exactly. Yeah, this episode, mind meld, dude. Mind meld, dude. Such a good yes. episode, dude. I it's felt such a it. Good episode, good little story that I feel like I this feel- could be. This could be taken and, and and just be made a little bit more mature and just be an epic movie. I literally pointed at Jay when you were saying other villains, and I'm pointing at Jay, and like and I'm just like nodding my head. I was like, "It's getting there, dude. It's, it's, like, getting there. it's getting there. It's getting there. So, so, there. so oh, it was a it was a three way. Hey, it was a three way three way mind melt. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> go ahead. Fist in the middle, guys. All right, I'm passing the lightsaber, guys. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There it is, dude. There it is, guys. All right, so uh, yeah, man, that's our uh, our picks for 2020, or what we were excited about. So let's go to our final segment that we call pick of the week pick of the week that's right this is where we pick what we are recommending for this week for you guys to watch man anything could be movies TVs uh, TVs TV shows uh, <laughs> just look at TVs stuff to stream I'm gonna hit it off with Uno Uno what is your pick of the week well I just wanna say that I like when Golden Week Golden Globes Week comes around because it opens your eyes to maybe things you've been sleeping on. And for me, Good like point. that was Marvelous Miss Maisel. I was like, how the hell did anything beat Atlanta? And then I watched Marvelous Miss Maisel and I was like, oh yeah, this is a really good comedy. Dude, season Ooh, three, season three of Marvelous Miss Maisel was really great. Though, by by the way, way, um Brown that you mentioned Atlanta. Atlanta's another great show of the decade, dude. Like Yeah, dude, but, it was on my list. It was, it's like my pre production pick, but then I was like, but House of Cards though. Yeah. Dude, and you know yeah, what else man, too? And I feel like we—it's uh, like an honorable mention before we get out of here. Legion, dude. Uh, none of us mentioned Legion as an amazing show, uh, but dude, I, I, and I think we all talked about it before. But that was just such a great show because it definitely painted like a different picture of what in uh, like a superhero mutant TV show okay. could be. Okay, but you know what? Mm. We didn't mention Watchmen. And Watchmen, the too. Watchmen this season True that. was so amazing in the way that they actually yeah. went back and corrected a graphic novel. How do you go back and correct a graphic novel? Yeah. Like they, they went and rewrote an origin story. Well, not to say rewrote. There was no actual origin story. But what they did with, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? The hooded um, 
the hood. What's hood of justice? Hood of justice. Sister. Yeah, but but hood of justice. Mm-hmm. Like in the original comic oh, book, right. there is a guy hood of justice who. I mean, come on, think about it. the guy has this guy under his mask is white, but he's wearing a pointed black hood with a noose around his neck. Yeah. But then in the show, it ends up being that it was actually a a black guy. Black guy, dude. Yeah, it's amazing. That was like like storytelling. I keep mentioning storytelling, but I think that's like the theme, right? It's just if you could if you could tell a story right and surround it with really good characters and, and, and I mean actors and everything else. I mean, you're gonna get something that's special and I think that's what Watchmen was, dude. Mm-hmm. It's just it was crazy. Half yeah, the time although, half the time I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I like it. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty intense. So yeah, dude. But anyways, pick of the week. And then this is where Una but was talking about. Gloves, dude. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, dude. Yeah. Guys. To like TV shows you might have been sleeping on, and one of them that really that won this year was Succession. And Succession is such a great show. It's on HBO. Uh, Brian Cox won for Best Actor in a Drama. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. I binged it. I loved every minute of it. It was such a uh, twist and turns roller coaster ride. Uh, I was surprised, you know, like watching it and what happens. And uh, it's a really great show with a lot of great characters. And it's like these characters that you don't know whether you love or you hate them. Um, and I feel like that's a great uh, attribute to have in a TV show. So Succession on HBO, great show. A lot of people, dude, talk about that show. You, it's, it's. Uh, I think it's, it's something that, it's a show that people really like. So Kieran Culkin is having his time in the sun with that show, dude. Is that? Um, he's so great. Macaulay Culkin's little brother. It is, right? Nice. Yeah, he's the little kid in, uh, is he the one drinking the, the Pepsi? Yeah, he's the one drinking the Pepsi, dude. Oh, that's right. Home Alone. Oh my God, I didn't even realize that. The Wait, one, what? The one that pees in his he's bed, fuller? right? He's fuller. No, because they're like the same age. No, he's younger. No, yeah, I know, yeah, but yeah. like, aren't in the in the movie? Aren't they like the same age? No, in the movie, he's small. He's, I think he's younger, isn't he? I don't know. I don't think that's him, dude. Uh, okay, but anyways, yeah, dude. By the way, just really quick, guys. Just really quick. Go and Google, not Google. Go on YouTube and search. Home Stallone. Home Stallone, dude. <laughs> Just do it. Yes, dude. That's yeah, so been, great. That's all I'm going to say. Search Home Stallone on YouTube. All right. Uh, uh, Jay. Uh, so I'm picking a documentary that's on Netflix right now. It says Don't F with Cats. Kittens. Kittens. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't F with Kittens. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a true crime documentary uh, based on a true story. Uh, it was freaking wild, dude. This is crazy. Like, there's there's the broader story of a like a serial killer, but like this one also explores like the people behind law enforcement or like the people who aren't involved with law enforcement, regular people who are just like want to figure this out and literally go in there and like try to analyze everything. And it's just normal people, like normal everyday people, just kind of look at videos that were posted. Uh, of this uh, guy, um, like mutilating cats and killing cat you know, kittens, uh, and posting these videos up, and and um, uh, these people just set out to like you know you don't mess with you don't f with cats or kittens, and um, they try to find this guy, and then it turns out that like he ends up becoming like a serial killer. So it's like a crazy, it's like a lot of revelations being made, a lot of twists, a lot of turns. Um, but it's amazing, dude. It's it's a miniseries. I think it's only three episodes. Um, uh, but it's great. If you guys get a chance to watch it, it's, it's amazing. It's on Netflix. It's only three episodes. It's an easy binge, guys. I highly recommend it. Yep. Uh, I, I'll be honest, after watching episode two, couldn't sleep that night, dude. <laughs> I could sleep. I was like, "This was insane," <laughs> and, but it was great. So yes, hi, uh, highly recommended. Don't f with kittens on Netflix. All of them are available right now. And my pick, guys, I have to go with the, um, just a regular sci-fi show. But I loved it so much, man. Lost in Space season two is out. If Ooh, you haven't, haven't seen, seen season yet. one, check it out. But season two, so good, man. So good. Better than season one, I thought so. And Parker Posey, dude, oh my god, she is great in this. In this, as Doctor Smith, just great. She's really great in this. And, and Jeff, yeah, I have a question. Yes, would you say this is a gold medal show? <sighs> um, I'll, I'll say it's silver. 
Um, it, it's gold. It's well, I like it a lot, but I I kind of if I look at it through the lens of like just a casual viewer, I, I don't think it, it would probably reach that for most people. So I think Got it's it. more of a silver for for just your casual viewer. Um, but it's fun though. I I, I would hope that more eyes get to it because I really want a season three because mm. it left me hanging in there. So I was like, dude, I really want a season three so I want people to watch it. Um, but it's fun, man. It's really good. I thought it was I thought it was really good. Season two is so much better than season one. Mm. So Season one was great. I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and, and this one, I, I just, I, I, 